Lunch with Pippa Hudson. And now, Consumer Talk, featuring Wendy Nola. Right, welcome to the new time slot for Consumer Talk. So from here onwards, two to three is the hour given over to talking about consumer issues. Wendy Nola will continue to educate and empower us with knowledge of our consumer rights and responsibilities. And of course, to take on the companies which you feel are infringing them when you send us case studies. So Wendy, always lovely to have you with us. Welcome back. Thanks, Pippa. Good to be here. I'm enjoying the later slot, I must say. Oh, good. <laughs> good to let you lie in a little bit oh, longer in the morning. Quite, but I'll prepare the show. <laughs> a little bit harder. Okay. Yeah. So so we've got a huge topic for Cape Townians today because we're talking about City of Cape Town billing issues and we're going to touch on water, we're going to touch on electricity, we're going to talk about credit cards as well. And um, after that, we'll also reflect on a listener complaint about a company that just would not stop calling, would not take him off its dialing list despite his assurances that he's not their customer. Uh, we'll give you some feedback on that one. I hope we have time to squeeze in a couple of open line calls as well. Just remember that the number to dial is 021-446-0567 or you can leave a voice note on 072-567-1567. Over to you, Wendy. Okay, so in recent weeks, we've fielded a number of City of Cape Town queries around tariffs, payments, method of payment. So we decided to tackle them all in one show. And I'm happy to say the City of Cape Town's media liaison people were very cooperative and helpful in getting all the responses together for us. And we have one of their own in studio with us. Onto that a little later, but let's talk about the basic fixed water charge um, first. Okay. So we had a listener, she just signed herself as sure. She wrote into the station about various uh, municipal billing issues, including the fixed basic charge on her water bill, in her case, 56 rand. She says, is this water charge still necessary since the dam levels have reached satisfactory levels? I thought this might be a good question to pose to the city of Cape yeah. Town, and we did too. Okay, so we got a response from Alderman Xanthia Lindberg. What did she tell you, Wendy? She said, while the dam supply in Cape Town, the Cape Town Metro, are indeed fuller, almost 82% this week, and collective water consumption has um, remained – sorry, it's – the dams are full, but collective water consumption has remained well below the target of 650 what is that? Uh, Megalitres per day. That's great. Per day. Okay. Um, the, the, but the cost to provide the water service remains the same, regardless of how much water we're using. It's passing through the system. That the cost of that remains the same for the city. So they're not. We're not using as much water as, as we before, were. Even though that, yeah. My perception was that people were a bit more relaxed about it, but clearly the numbers show that is not the case, which is good. Which is great. I mean, we still week on week see that consistently. We are well below that target, even though it has been creeping slightly upwards again. It's still well within range, and it's still half of what it was this time two years ago. But okay, so the point being, the pipes have got to be maintained. The pipes have got to be laid, regardless of whether there is five litres being drawn through the more ten. And, and yeah. more importantly, more, more to the point, regardless of how, of how many litres they're actually billing us for. Yeah. Due to, our, to our use. So there's the answer, sure. The intro, uh, so that the, the fixed charge is staying while the consumption remains as it is. The introduction of the fixed charge was aimed at addressing possible revenue short, uh, shortfall by ensuring that resources remain available to operate and maintaining the water and sanitation networks, even during periods of reduced water consumption. It also allows the city to keep the price per kiloliter of water lower than would otherwise be required to operate a sustainable and reliable water system. Um, interestingly enough, he has a, a figure. At the end of July, the city this year was under-recovering against budgeted amounts by 50 million. 
So, I mean, it, this is the conundrum, so Wendy. So we need to save water, but when we do save water and use left, there's less income to, coming into the system. And then we need to pay for that in the form of a levy. Um, and then, so, then, of course, they're saying, please be mindful that full of dams do not necessarily mean water scarcity is a thing of the past um, because consumption levels indicate ongoing water, uh, bec- even though consumption levels indicate ongoing water saving efforts. Let's keep it that way. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So the, the fixed charge then is here to stay. It is. Um, a lot of people are also asking, are the water restrictions here to stay? Are they going to be relaxed given that um, we have had a little bit more rain and we are managing our consumption? Did you ask them that? I did. Um, so it's not as bountiful as we might seem, um, as we might f- Think perceive yeah. from, from the rainfall we've been having. This winter we've received lower than average rainfall so far and as such the city plans to maintain current water restrictions and tariffs for the moment. This is going to be reassessed though at a meeting of the Western Cape Water Supply System around November as this marks the end of the hydrological year. Who knew? Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Okay, so end of November, it'll be assessed. We have heard that before. I know I heard somebody saying that on John's show a week or two ago, that there is no change. There is no possibility of any lowering of restrictions until we are through to that uh, November yeah. point. So, so nothing new. The, the, okay. charge, the fixed charge remains the same and the um, restrictions are in place. Okay, so then let's just take a look at this charge itself and how it's actually calculated. Wendy. Okay, well, I learned something here um, for sure. Um, the charge is related to the size of your of the pipe connection to your property. So making the charge related to the size of the service connection was done, says um, Alderman um, Xanthia Limburg. Uh, she says, um, um, yeah, making the charge related to the size of the service connection was done on the basis that the larger connection sizes are required to service properties that require greater input, such as showers, baths, geysers, washing machines, etc. If the metered connection size is too small for the property, it could lead to low water pressure or supply interruptions when all these appliances are being used at the same time. So larger metered connections to properties with more loading factors lead to increased infrastructure cost for the city as larger metered connections require a greater level of access to the water supply which affects affects the infrastructure uh, for the rest of the network Um, so essentially yes the bigger your property and they assess that by the size of the pipe um, that's bringing the water to you. Um, the bigger your, the greater your fixed water charge cost will be. And I, that was, I did not know that no. until today. Thanks. So okay. that's, that's that with the water. Okay. In other words, as you were, nothing changed. Nothing really has changed, I'm afraid, but that, yes. that's where it is. Interesting comment here on the WhatsApp line from someone saying, when I moved into my current residence in Bloberg, I was given an estimate on my account for three consecutive months. And I escalated this because I wanted an accurate reading. The following month, I was given a statement of over 15,000 rand based on the first actual reading in 41 months. Ultimately, the city had no foot to stand on. And after hours and hours of escalations and visits to the municipal offices, the account was rescinded and moved to zero and a new account set up. Although I didn't use that water, someone else did. Yet now no one is paying for it. I wonder how often this happens. No wonder we are in dire straits financially and water wise. Well, we it's don't know the story. scale of that, that, that type of issue, but yes, that's definitely on its own a horror story. I'm glad she was able to sort it out on her own um, because I would have been delighted to take that one up, but clearly she managed after she some he, struggle. Yeah. She or he, sorry. I'm assuming it's a she. Um, but yeah, if anyone else is sitting with that problem, yeah. um, please share it with us. Okay, there's somebody asking on the SMS line saying the pipe charge is part of why we pay rates and taxes, so why should it now be a separate cost? 
It's not a separate cost. It's just that the fixed water cost, which we've discussed, is due to the the fall in revenue because we're using less water. But we don't all pay the same fixed water cost. We pay an amount based on the size of our property, essentially, and the number of appliances and whatever we have. That's just how it's calculated. So we're not all paying the same fixed water cost on top of our consumption. It's based on, on, on the size of that water pipe coming into our property, feeding the water in. Yeah. I honestly did not know that either. So thank you so much for, for clarifying. Okay, shall we move on to electricity then? Because that was the key water question. Um, yes. Uh, let's take a look at electricity for a bit. You heard from Michael in Simonstown. Yes, Michael Hibbert wrote to us about what uh, he calculates um, is an almost 40% increase in the cost of electricity. So, of course, that caught my attention. Yeah. Um, because I think the key here is it's his electricity cost. And we're going to go into, he says, since June. He's, he's calculated a 39% increase. And this is his story. He always tops up his prepaid electricity meter with the same amount, a thousand rand. So in April, that thousand rand, um, bought him 539 kilowatt, kilowatt hours. hours. Yeah. Um, same amount in May, he assumes, but he's lost that receipt. Same amount in June. In July and August, that thousand rand bought him less from 539 kilowatt hours to 495.6 kilowatt hours. And then, this is what um, compelled him to write to us, his latest payment, which was towards the end of August, 26th or 27th, his latest 1,000 rand spend bought him just 387.9 kilowatt hours. So from May, June, April, May, June, from 539 to just... 387, and that's how we calculated a 39% increase. He says nurse allowed ESCOM a 14% increase across the three largest metros in South Africa, including Cape Town, from the 1st of July. At the time, Cape Town had proposed hiking electricity costs by 8.88% in what it called a controlled increase. So why are we paying significantly more than the declared increase or in reverse getting significantly less kilowatt hours um, for, in his case, um, a thousand rand purchase, yeah, a consistent purchase. If my calculations serve me correctly, I'm getting 39.1% less kilowatt hours for my thousand rand purchase when comparing April to August. So, of course, um, I went to the city's media liaison office to clarify what exactly that percentage increase was from the 1st of July. I'm also on a prepaid electricity. Uh, electricity meter and I, I it's hard to know though because I was losing my heater more so yeah. you know my cost went up but I, I'm not sure how much related, of that related to the increase in the tariff and my my increased um, usage anyway um, so I also asked and this was key because I've heard whispers of this since I've gone onto the prepaid system how to what extent does the timing of one's purchase make a difference to the what you actually pay so for example um for the most of those months, Michael bought his electricity at the beginning of this of the month, that one thousand rand. Then, obviously, yeah. in August, he didn't quite make it, so he was into week four when he suddenly needed more. And instead of buying a small amount to sort of see him through the month, he he made his usual thousand rand um, purchase. And my information is that by doing that, the assumption is you're going to consume all of that in a monthly cycle, and that you go into a higher tariff. So um, that's. What really we turn to the city to get some some clarification on? 
Okay, now we are going to introduce our guest in just a minute, but let me just share with you the stream of messages coming on the WhatsApp line <laughs> from people sure. saying, yes, I have the same experience. I'm getting less units for my 500 Rand that I buy at the start of the month. Uh, my rates went up to th- up 30% this month, added to the pipe charge. Uh, without an increase to my water, my bill has doubled. For an unemployed person, this is devastating. Uh, Grant saying, we also have seen this with the power cost. We've postpaid and also noticed a 40% increase the same with three colleagues at the office. The maths just doesn't make sense. I mean, from someone saying, I live in Mitchell's Plain and my electricity appears to have gone up 70%. Yeah. Before the increase in July, I used to pay one rand 11 per unit. It's now costing me one rand 90 per unit. I phoned the city and according to them, my property value increased and uh, therefore the big increase. Whammy, whammy. Okay, so we're not going to speculate. We're going to ask somebody who can answer this emphatically because with us in studio, and we're so grateful to you for making the time to come into studio, is Hussein Esop, who is Manager of Electricity Retail Management, Electricity Generation and Distribution at City of Cape Town. Great to have you on the show, Hussein. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Pippa, and thank you for giving us this opportunity. So let's start with the actual percentages. We know that the cost of electricity went up in July. By what percentage did it go up for Cape Town? For the City of Cape Town citizens, those that City of Cape Town uh, supply for, it went up by overall by 8.88%. So it was 8.88%. That was for City of Cape Town supplied uh, customers. Are there customers in Cape Town who are not City of Cape Town supplied? Yes, there are. There are customers that are directly supplied by by ESCOM. Okay, and would they have had to pay the larger amount that ESCOM, the the 14%? Unfortunately, I can't say what the increases were, um, maybe to get ESCOM on board and ask them. Okay, so that's one of the possible discrepancies here is that those complaining might be ESCOM customers rather than City of Cape Town customers. But given that the increase was 8.88% in July, how then, what do you make of Mike's calculation that his his actual spend has gone up 40%? I've looked at Mike's uh, example and I can c- categorically say that his uh, increase was only about 7.43%. Uh, and what you need to understand is how the structure of the tariff uh, operates. So if you give me a, a minute or two, I'll explain. Please do. What we have is that the residential tariffs within the city of Cape Town, the, we've got three, the lifeline, the domestic and the home user tariff, are all two block inclining tariffs. What this means is that uh, the tariff consists of two blocks and each block has a unit rate. Um, and the unit rate for block two is higher than the unit rate for block one. So at the beginning of each month, we start at block one the unit rate and your purchases that you make in the beginning of the month will begin with the rate of block one but block one has a threshold and the threshold is in terms of the number of units that you purchase so once if your purchases for the month is below that threshold you'll always just pay the rate one uh, block one rate however the minute you go beyond that threshold you start paying the block two rate which is the higher rate and this is the case with Mr. Herbert. Uh, Mr. Herbert, if I can use him as an example, uh, he is on the home user tariff. The block one rate for the home user tariff is two rand two cents. I'm rounding it off, but mm-hmm. it's in that ballpark. The threshold for the home user tariff is 600 units. So what I'm saying is that if your purchases for the month is below 600 units, you'll always be paying two rand two cents per unit. Uh, however, the minute you go beyond 600 units for that month, everything above 600 units, you'll be paying 
on the block two rate, and the block two rate is two rand seventy eight cents, which is a whole seventy six cents more yeah. per unit. So, in the case of Mr. Herbert, on the second of August, he purchased a thousand rands worth of electricity, and for that, he received four hundred and ninety six units. Uh, which is still under the threshold, the threshold of, yeah. of 600. So when on the 25th of August he made his second purchase of a 1,000 units, he would have expected to again receive 496. However, the system recognized that Mr. Herbert has purchased in that month before and that he has purchased 496. So there's a, a still a balance before he hits the threshold of 104. Yeah. So on his second purchase... The first 104 units was charged at the rate of two rand two cents, and the rest, the balance oh, of the see, units, yeah. were charged at the two rand seventy eight, and that's why he only received three hundred and eighty seven units as opposed to four hundred and ninety six. What Mr. Herbert needs to do in terms of calculating the uh, the difference here of what he what he paid in the past as opposed to what he's paid now is he has to look at his March purchases because in March this year he also purchased two made two purchases of a thousand and if he compares that with what he purchased in August with the two purchases you'll see that the percentage increase was just 7.23 what Mr. Herbert needed to do was on the 25th of August is not purchase a thousand rand. He only needed to purchase what he needed for to see him out yeah. the month. And that was maybe just purchase the 104 units, which would have set him back about two rand, 210 rand. Is there no, there's no sort of uh, fee for the purchase itself? You, uh, you playing flat for the units that you're buying. There is no built in additional fee to that. Uh, for the home user tariff, there's no, there's no built in fee as you purchase, but there is a monthly service charge which gets uh, put on the rates bill. Yeah. But is that charged regardless of how often you top up your electricity? That's uh, uh, charged regardless of whether you purchase or not f if you're on the home user tariff. Okay, so then it would make sense. So you, you, you pay what you think you're going to use, and if you do run out towards the end of the month, it makes sense to top, top up in up a small, small amount, amount to keep yourself under the threshold. We advise customers to only purchase what they require for the month okay. and not buy additional. How, because how widely is that information shared? So. We've had this tariff for the last five years, the inclining block tariff, and yeah. it has been widely shared. It's on our, the city's website, the city's portal. Uh, so people can go onto the city's website and look at, and there's all other uh, incentive information regarding uh, how to use electricity safely, how to use electricity sparingly, et cetera. Okay, so I think, I think that's very valuable, valuable because what I'm certainly seeing in my inbox is a lot of pain at, uh, consumers are in because of you, the, the rise in utility prices. Yeah. It's it, it's uh, they water bill the electricity. It's pushing people, the utilities, also in the rental market because the landlords have to pass it on in the form of higher rentals. And I'm really seeing the impact of that in the last month or two. So I think there might be people like um, Michael out there who just know. thought, yeah. well, every time I buy electricity, I'm going to buy a thousand rand at a time, not realizing the quite a significant impact of the timing on how many units he's going to get for his spend. So yeah. I'm hoping that there are others out there listening who didn't realize that and unwittingly spending too much on their electricity. Quick question, and we're going to go to news and then come back with, I can see a few people calling in, so we'll take those calls. But just a quick one. Once you've gone up to that second rate later in the month, 
Do you automatically reset to rate one at the start of the following month or is that kept with you for the year? No, you're 100% correct. It's uh, on a monthly cycle. Each first of the month we reset and you go back to the rate one or the block one. I've been doing it wrong, Wendy. Yeah. I'm like Michael. I have been going, whoops, it's the 25th or 5th of August and the light is red on the machine. Put a big Let me just buy in. my standard thing that's set on my bank account. Oh, I'll be changing my ways henceforth. Good. Okay. Uh, right. A uh, couple more questions coming through, which we will get to after the news headlines. Cape Talk. Consumer Talk. Call now. 21 Right, uh, so let's just take a few more of your calls and WhatsApps and questions around electricity while we have with us in studio Hussein Esop, the manager, again, of Electricity Retail Management, Generation and Distribution at City of Cape Town. Uh, We've got Jeremy on the line from Newlands. Jeremy, good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon, Papa and Mr. Esop. I've just got a question. As a a small small business uh, owner with a prepaid meter, which we had installed a few months ago. We, dis- we discovered that uh, without using any electricity or a minimal amount of electricity, um, we were being billed 53 rand a day as a service charge. And on inquiry to the city, we are told that that automatically applies to a small power user from day one, unless um, unless one alerts the city to the fact that you don't want to be on on that, in, in which case you'll be on a small power user 2 tariff, which is has a service charge of 240 odd um, a day. Um, what I find very strange is that the city does not offer you that, that particular service when the prepaid meter is installed in the first place. So it means that effectively the city is getting 53 rand a day when in fact the business should only be paying about two round forty service charge a day. Obviously, the tariffs for the action. We've lost uh, Jeremy's line there, but I think you got the gist of the question, Hussein. Would you like to respond? Uh, yes. Uh, what transpires there, what we look for as the city is we look at the application form that gets submitted. And based on what is on the application form, we uh, transfer the customer on that tariff because it's the customer's responsibility to familiarize himself with the tariff, familiarize himself with the size of supply that he's taking and then make the decision on the appropriate tariff which he wants to be on. However, if uh, the gentleman can contact me in the office once I'm back, uh, we'll have a look at his case because I think it's uh, unfair to uh, charge him that uh, we might be able to do something with regard to that. That would be fantastic. Thank yeah, you. Al, if you if you could uh, email me or we'll pass it on to me and I'll get it to five my media contacts. I'll get it to to Hussein. Okay, so Jeremy, just drop a, a, a an email then to consumer at nola.co.za, k n o w l e r nola.co.za. Just put in the line in the subject line Cape Talk Electricity Small Business, where yes. they will keep an eye out for your mail and and connect you with Hussein directly. Uh, right, we've got Mike on the line from Cape Town. Good afternoon to you. Um, hi, Papa. I'm driving, so I have to be fairly quickly uh, short. I understand what the city is trying to do in taxing and having a, a regressive income and tax so that the more you use, the more you've got to pay. But the way that they're doing it is daft. I mean, normally what you want is you want bulk payments, um, and then you that will save everybody because you get money in the bank, and I'm getting more for my bulk for my amount of money that I'm paying out, the large amount of money. This is working in exactly the opposite. So it's expecting me to be able to calculate in the minutiae. In, in 
the how many units I've used per month. I mean, that's daft. I haven't got the time to, you know, to do that. I'd rather pay them 4,000 rand and get three months worth of electricity at a time. But if I was to do that, I'd really discriminate against myself. And the problem with the logic of what is being explained here is that you should actually be doing small amounts rather than large amounts. So actually, I'd be better off doing 200 rand um, every few days or every week to get my to get up to a thousand or twelve hundred, you know, per month, and that way I make sure that I don't cross over the six hundred threshold. But if I do that, the bank charges that I'm incurring through my EFT payments are much higher. So the system is daft. I understand why it is, but it's daft. <sighs> Thank okay. you, Mike. Thanks for your call and uh, safe driving to you, Hussein. Would you like to respond to his comments? Uh, yes, uh, it's unfortunately the system that we have. It's a system that has been approved by NERSA, the National Energy uh, Regulator of South Africa, and this is the formula that we have uh, to sit with and utilize. Okay, yeah. it does go against you know we, we as consumers we sort of we we come to expect that if we buy in bulk we'll get a lower rate and also you don't you have a lower hassle factor and you know we're always told like with the banks say when you if you you know if you're paying per to use the ATM I mean ATM usage is, is dwindling but you know you rather draw a big amount than a whole lot of little ones because you're going to pay more in bank charges that way um, so so I, I get what he's saying it also does require you to to be very mindful of, of um, ex, you know, concentrate very hard and do your sums and try to try and stay on that, that lower tariff. I, I do get what he's saying, and there could be an argument for, you know, it is so easy to unwittingly get yourself onto the higher tariff. And at a time when we most of us are battling, um, it does seem a little unfair. Yeah. So I, I get his sentiments. Um, really a lot of people are asking the question, is how, how do we work it out? So Jill's saying if we were to buy the 600 kilowatts, what would that be in rand terms? Yes, it would depend on which package you run, obviously. But for, uh, um, what was the name Home of, of holders, the, the household package, if you were on that rate one, what would you pay to get to the 600 kilowatt? The home user tariff for 600, you would pay in the region of 1,200 rand. Okay, so if you are paying more than 1,200 rand a month, then right uh, now you know you're using more than 600 kilowatt hours. Am I understanding you correctly? Correct, yes. Okay. Uh, and then some of those units that is above that, is you're being paid higher rate, the, the higher higher rate. Okay. okay. Um, right, a couple of voice notes, I think. Let's just take a listen to those. Hi, Pippa. Just a quick question regarding the electricity. Um, is it true that if you switch your gears off, you're going to save on units? Because I've spoken to somebody and they said you don't really save on units if it, the gear is off within 12 hours, but if you have it of longer than 12 hours, that's where you save on electricity. I just wanted to find out more about that. Thanks, so. Eh? Thank you. Good okay, question. Okay, just to answer that question, it depends on the circumstances, really. Uh, it depends also on the number of people that are in the household. Uh, if there's one, two people in the house, uh, it makes sense to switch the geezers off. And if you Outside the house, if you're in a work environment and uh, you're away from the house for eight hours a day, it makes sense to switch off the geyser and to save electricity. However, if you're in the house and you're utilizing hot water every two, three hours, um, it, it doesn't make sense. Uh, it's not going to, because you're going to switch on the geyser ever so often. But uh, in, I would say in 80% of the circumstances, it does uh, make sense to, and it's 
good logic to switch off the geezer or have a timer on the geezer at least. Okay. Even if even if you're going to want to switch it back on within those twelve hours, so the twelve mm. hour thing is not a is not um, something uh, to go by. A twelve hour thing is not something okay. to go by. For for myself, my own experience, I uh, switch the geezer on a half an hour before I want to use hot water, okay. and it works for me. Okay. Um, thank you. You're somebody pointing out on the bank charges issue. I get charged one rand by NetBank every time I make a purchase using the, the online app. So you need to be aware of that. If you are making multiple smaller purchases, be aware of the, the bank charges that will accrue. Sue in table view, a very practical response on the WhatsApp line saying, why don't we all use less electricity to save money as we did with water when we were facing day zero? Use solar powered lights even when we do have electricity is Sue's suggestion from table view. Sue, thanks for your contribution. I think there is another voice note. Let's take a listen. Hi, Papa and Wendy. I honestly feel that the fact that the way electricity is charged needs explaining in such explicit detail and so often means that people don't understand it, which means it has a very um, opaque structure. And I think that is already a problem. It shouldn't be that difficult to work out how much electricity costs, especially for poor people and old people. And the fact that this formula is so convoluted, I think is almost by its nature designed to confuse people so that when increases are made, people don't really understand them. And it's very unfair. Uh, my instinctive response to that is, have you tried using the UIF website? <laughs> then let's have a conversation about things that are opaque and uh, uh, we can carry on for hours. Uh, I mean, is there anything else to say and you'd like our, our listeners to know about how to make the most of this system? So again, you need to know which tariff you're on. You need to familiarize yourself with the two blocks that apply to that tariff so that you can make good decisions about how much you purchase when. Is there anything else we can do proactively to get the most out of our purchases? Well, the city, in terms of, because we're, as a city, we do realize that electricity and all the other services are getting more expensive. So if you are and you feel that you are in the category of being indigent and poor, the city has a whole host of, um, uh, not qualifying criteria, but assistance to those categories of people. And it is just a matter of coming into the city and making sure that you comply with all the qualification criteria, and then we will assist you with packages. Uh, for instance, electricity has got the lifeline tariff, which has the free electricity units, uh, but that is only for qualifying people. Mm. Uh, okay, so and all that information, I assume, is available on the city website, is it's that? It's all available on the city website, and there is a frequently asked question list on the website, and you will find most of the questions have those answers already in there. I want to thank you so much for coming in today. Hussain Esop, Manager of Electricity Retail Management, Electricity Generation and Distribution at the City of Cape Town. Consumer Talk, Open Line. Call 021-446-0567. Right, a lot of people are very upset because they feel very confused. Uh, Michael on the SMS line saying that the website explains the different tariff structures is not true. It is as clear as mud in his uh, in his words. <laughs> uh, to say that the consumer is responsible for completing the forms is not acceptable, says Mark in Pinelands. You need to challenge the official and, more importantly, the politicians who set the tone for service delivery. Do you think that's fair? If you're filling out a form applying for a prepaid meter and one of the things you have to fill out is which structure package you want to be on, 
that feels to me like that is the customer's responsibility, Wendy. It, do, it is, as long as there's um, very transparent, full disclosure of information what of, what, uh, yeah, of what it means and that you can easily access it to my mind. I mean, I'm, forgive me, I'm really new to Cape Town and, and I'm renting a place. So I haven't, I mean, ask me a Durban question about municipal <laughs> charges and I'm all over it. So I'm learning along with, you know, as I go along with these municipals, um, very Cape Town specific issues. But so I, I, yeah, perhaps we should have checked to see, um, how, you know, is there full disclosure or, is there widespread confusion and that does that confusion then lead to unwitting overspending? I wonder um, if anybody wants to send us a copy of the form to take a look at. Yeah. Um, Wendy, perhaps you'd like to cast your eye over it and, and get, a, get a feel for how transparent it is. So, um, yeah, okay, a lot of people complaining about the bank charges. Uh, I don't think that's a, the, the, the bank charges are in. a report. I don't think that's fair to, to direct to the city's desk, but this WhatsApp saying, uh, I, I spent a thousand rand through the Nedbank app and Nedbank deducted 170 rand. Then there what? was VAT and other charges and I ended up with only 400 odd units. Um, so I don't know where the deductions that came seems in. Very but high. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. We didn't get through all of the electricity questions because there's another third issue we must tackle uh, that uh, links to to dealings with the city. And, and Wendy, that's the issue with the credit card payments. Um, so, But let me just reflect a WhatsApp of how Anonymous is feeling, saying this assumption, they're working on the assumption that people have enough for the whole month. Many of us just live from month to month. If we can only put in a thousand rand on the 25th before debit orders go off, that's how it is. City of Cape Town never loved us, said Anonis on the mm. WhatsApp line. A lot of people feeling angry, feeling frustrated, feeling that the city's not hearing them in their confusion. Somebody making the point that the way they are communicating with people is n- not sufficient. Uh, this WhatsApp saying the problem with government is that they depend too much on electronic portals to educate the population, not realizing that not all of us can access them. Why don't they do audio, radio, radio TV education like they used to do? Um, Another WhatsApp saying, it makes me so angry. Why not charge the larger month-end sum at the higher rate and anything unused gets reimbursed on the next purchase at the lower rate? That would make the system even more complicated than it already is. So it's a, it's a tough one. But really, uh, I mean, the message to take away here is go and familiarize yourself. Find out, A, are you a City of Cape Town customer or an ESCOM and customer? And your meter number is what will tell you. Yeah, so you okay. just make a call to the city. Because that also affects when you get load shed. It's important to yes. know. Um be which tariff structure you're on and then for, do the sums and familiarize yourself that 600 kilowatt units on that domestic tariff user is going to cost 1200 rand and I need to know that if I'm paying more than that I'm going onto the higher tariff. Yeah, in yeah. a month. So don't don't make that big spend at the end of the month. I've made that mistake myself but I heard by the grapevine that that's not the way to go. So it, it does surprise me that people who've lived in, in the city and had prepaid electricity for a while um, didn't know that. So I hope we've helped a few people out yeah. there to, to reduce their electricity spend just through tweaking the timing of their, of their purchases of their purchase okay. and their amounts. Yeah. Now, big one is uh, the question around, yes. can the city charge you extra for paying with a credit card? Paying for what? Wendy, paying for, for electricity, any, water, any anything? Any municipal bill. So okay. I've banged the, the drum uh, of do not do not allow a retailer to add a 5% or 7% uh, surcharge to whatever you're buying if you choose to pay with a card. Um, I think as more and more people um, are paying for everything with their card, that's going to start diminishing, but it is still an issue. So whenever I write about that, somebody will write back and say, but what the municipalities do it, why are they exempt? So I took this up with uh, the Payment Association of South Africa, PASA, um, last year, and um, 
because the municipalities are charging a surcharge of between 3 and 5% on credit card payments above a certain amount, um, a few thousand rand. Um, it, it varies. So Pasa told me that they've taken the matter up with the municipalities that are doing this, adding a charge for credit card payments. Um, the municipalities argue that the local municipal systems act entitled them to do so. Pasa was telling me last year not so. They've raised the matter with National Treasury, which is the primary supervisor of municipalities. Um, the CEO of PASA, Walter Falker, told me last year, we have previously had a number of direct engagements with metro municipalities to raise the issue. National Treasury has now confirmed that they are busy with the inquiry. So I went back to them um, a week or so ago to say what's happened. PASA told me after engaging with National Tre- Treasury, it was communicated to, to PASA's member base during January of this year that compliance informants Enforcement in respect of the surcharging would be pursued for all card accepting merchants, including municipalities. Since then, enforcement has begun in practice, although we are not at liberty to share the details. Right. So, what does that mean in practice? So, I went to the city and I said, but this is what PASA says. Why are you doing it? And the response was consistent with PASA rules. The city practices cost recovery of its costs in terms of the Municipal Finance Management Act across all payment modes. This has been the case since the city registered as a credit and debit card merchant in 2016, only three years ago. Where the city incurs bank costs on any mode of payment, the city will recover such costs on the portion of the amount above 7,000 rand. So that's the threshold. Per account, the, the city absorbs such costs in respect of a single payment of 7,000 rand and below. This is very confusing. Yeah. So PASA is saying they can't do it. City is saying, according to PASA's rules, we can do it under these conditions. I'm confused. Yeah, so I, so was I. So I went back to the city and I said, this is what PASA says. This appears to be a, a contradiction. Alderman Felicity Purchase said, um, no, it's not. The city does not practice surcharging on credit cards as it does not discriminate between payment modes. It practices cost recovery on all modes of payment in terms of its legislative, legislative powers to raise charges and to cover costs. Surcharges are not added as this would be a disincentive. PASA came back with, no, this isn't a d- contradiction. Municipalities are well within their rights to recover the costs of payments made to them, provided they do it across the board, regardless of the instrument. So it seems that as if they single out, if the municipality singles out credit cards, in other words, and doesn't charge you an extra for paying your municipal bill at a supermarket, for example, then they can't do it. But if they do it across the board, they can then it's do fine. So it, it seems a little strange, especially as an original response said, we, we've taken action against the municipalities. I suppose it's against the municipalities that are only charging um uh, fees for credit or card so, fees, yeah. Yeah, so if you pay your bill by credit card, then you get you get to pay extra. But the bottom line is you get no uh, – certainly um, if your bill is less than 7000 and that will encompass quite a few people, you won't, you won't get charged. A credit card fee, and you should dispute fee. it if they try to. Yes, but with all other retailers, if they try to add a fee because you used your card – um, that is not okay. That con- that's a contravention of PASA rules, the CPA, the merchants' agreement that they have with their bank um, mm-hmm. as a as a merchant. So so say don't expect it. It's often independent retailers that will try that. Some liquor stores, that sort of thing. Yeah. And it's not it's not legal. Don't allow it. Times three, not legal. Okay, yes. thanks, Wendy. Okay, very quickly, I want to reflect a question that came through uh, from Diego during the week, and he wrote to us absolutely desperate for help because he said, "What can I do?" 
Home Choice keeps on calling me three to five times a day about an account that somebody called Esther is owing. I have never done any business with Home Choice. I don't know anybody called Esther. I'm certainly not called Esther. The phone number has clearly been misallocated in their system. I have told them that until I'm blue in the face and they just will not stop calling. I'm absolutely going crazy, he wrote, because they are abusing my cell phone number, calling me three to five times a day. I have asked them to remove my number from the system. I either get the phone put down on me or I get a lame excuse that my cell phone is linked to that account and nothing is done. When do you reached out to Home Choice? What did they tell you? I did. It took a few days to get back to me, but essentially they're saying it's not our fault. It's XDS, which is a credit bureau. They say in South Africa, all individuals' credit history and relative, uh, relevant credit information is maintained by registered credit bureaus. Um, the mobile number in question, that's Diego's number, is was provided by our credit provider called Expert Decision Systems. The information was last retrieved from the credit bureau on the 24th of August. Our investigations have revealed that Home Choice gained access to this mobile number from XDS. We have a process that allows agents to flag when a customer would not like to be contacted. And in, the, in this instance, the agent did not follow the correct process. Well, it sounds like more than one yeah. over extended time. I can assure you that this has been addressed with the agent and we will put Fisher training in place to reinforce the process with applicable staff members. So he, they, then she, they go on to say that um, Diego must, uh, he is recorded at XTS under a different individual's name, his cell number anyway. Um, so other credit providers may have access to his number and may also contact him. He must contact XTS to request that his contact number be removed. And they've given me a number, which I will pass on to him. This came through just before we went on air. Okay. Um, and then she goes on to say something, which I've said often, and that is there is a national opt-out database that is maintained by the DMA, the Direct Marketing Association, um, and you can load your number on there. It's not going to stop all spam calls that you don't want. It's going to stop only those of DMA members. And in my experience, some of them find interesting some companies find interesting ways of getting around that do not contact but it is certainly a help so that's it mistaken identity they've acknowledged it and i think yeah the agent has had a slap on the wrist and let's hope um diego will now have some peace okay now dma that's the direct, direct market association, association okay and uh, there is a website nationalopt-out.org for yes, those who if want you to google it name. it's easy to find many thousands of south africans have done it just go and add your name nationalopt-out.org thank you so much wendy nola we'll chat again next we'll week do. Uh, Thanks lovely for to time. have you with us so.